today on 2C Vans. Uh, samples out to have it confirmed whether it was red tide or not, uh, but he has shown all the symptoms. I think that truly is a zombie turtle. It is a zombie turtle, yes. but now you'd never know, eating eating like crazy. <laughs> You need to, it's like you need to tie a bell to that little turtle so Hello. that you don't, uh, it doesn't sneak up don't on you. Away from each other. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that egg is, is still viable. <laughs> yes, viable and doing it's well, a, actually. It's a viable egg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to 2C Fans at Moat, your podcast for marine science, conservation, and education here at Moat Marine Laboratory in Sarasota, Florida. I'm Haley Recker. And I'm finally getting used to that intro, Joe Nicholson. Wow, just in time. We are here at Moat, um, but most of us are working from home these days when we can, and we are sitting far enough apart from each other that we're not breathing on each other. But uh, And I have a filter in front of me. Good, because you need a filter. <laughs> Joe has always needed a filter. <laughs> <laughs> And we're already we're already making our guests giggle. <laughs> we need an outlet for our silliness in these crazy times. So we have a wonderful guest, return guest today. Can you tell us your name and title, please? Sure. I'm Lynn Bird. I'm the medical and rehabilitation coordinator here at Moat Marine Lab. And you do not get a break from your job during these times. Yeah, no, it's uh going steady with the turtles especially right now yeah you get new turtle patients and uh they don't know that that humans are or, or most humans stay are, have staying indoors yeah <laughs> it's time to stay home turtles they what are you doing know. they don't know they don't yeah so you've been here before but can you remind us what is your primary role here like what do you do in your job as medical what care what do you do lynn i know i know right uh a little of everything so my main job is to um manage our rehabilitation program so we have a rehabilitation hospital for dolphins and whales and we also have one for sea turtles Ooh, two different hospitals. We got two hospitals, and the turtle hospital has been busy lately. <laughs> yeah. So, so we hear. So I've heard about a turtle with the cutest name ever, Chippy. 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 Yes, Chippy. Chippy um, came in at the end of October and was with us uh, till last week, actually, um, not enjoying his care in our hospital, even though we give <laughs> we give great care. Uh, Chippy was one of our patients that didn't appreciate the care. Oh. <laughs> no. Was you he, know. A, was he a bitey turtle? They get their bed made every day, Are room we service. It? I know, I know. You and, know. you know, we give them what they want to eat and he had a lot of preferences he was just a really high strung turtle and did Aww. not <laughs> he did not like our our giving do you ever have a turtle that's just completely chill and is open to whatever you want absolutely to give? <laughs> in fact right now we have i just said the other day to my staff i was like this is the chillest group of turtles i think i've ever had here and i like every one of them enjoying the food enjoying the eeds very calm very Except for Chippy. <laughs> Except for Chippy. So we were glad to say farewell to Aww. Chippy out there. Chippy was probably glad to go home. Yep. He didn't even look back. Took <laughs> off like a shot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bye. Like, and I'm gone. Forget, forget you guys. Yeah. So Chippy was a sub-adult loggerhead. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Loggerheads are, are they the most common patient or are they one of the most common patients? They are one of the most common patients we see. Um, next in line would probably be the green sea turtle. Um, the loggerheads are the ones you see mostly nesting on our beaches here. Because yeah. that's what's, you know, predominant 
predominantly here. Right. Yes. And we're almost there. It's almost uh, it's almost <gasps> May, which is nesting season. <laughs> that came right? around really fast, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Too fast. And so Chippy, what what happened to Chippy? Why why did Chippy need to stay with us for a while? Well, Chippy, we think was suffering from not only a red tide exposure, which we were getting some animals in at that point, but also um, from a parasitic infection. Uh, it's called uh, lethargic loggerhead syndrome. So they mm. get this blood fluke um, in them and it causes also neurological symptoms. So that doesn't sound pleasant. Not so fun. So Chippy was not only exposed to red tide, but had this heavy parasitic load. So he uh, stayed in a little extra long. That's why he was so... <laughs> he wasn't so chippy. Chippy was not so chippy. <laughs> not, so not, ch- so chippy. not chipper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, how do you get? How do you deal with lethargic loggerhead? Because I've heard that a lot from your hospital. So I, I think you treat that a lot, Correct. right? Correct. Uh, yeah, and we have to go off the symptoms because you can only really um, for, say they had it for sure um, during a necropsy. So it's a. A blood fluke, it crosses the brain, blood brain oh, it barrier. Does? It does, and then causes oh. this debilitation. Um, so, when we start seeing these signs um, of floating, um, just unresponsive, they get thin, um, they're unable to dive after a while, and that's when they're picked off by predators, they're hit by boats. And if we can get them in, um, we can give them um, an antiparasitic drug, and it works. Wonderfully. Is that like that other floater you brought in the other day? Uh, that animal, we're still not quite sure what's going on with that animal. It also is having neurologic signs. A lot of uh, uh, uncoordinated, um, hypersensitive, overreacting uh, going on with that animal. So we don't know if it also has lethargic loggerhead and, again, the red tide. Although our numbers are low out there, it's possible that it was in an area eating uh, shellfish that um, still, still have the, the toxin. That's the one that plays dead real well. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of these animals come in, and the only way you know they're alive is you put an ultrasound on them, and you get a heartbeat. Oh. They don't have an eye reflex. Um, so, um, yeah. Are you talking about Play this? dead. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Are you talking about the turtle that was nicknamed Joyce, or was there another turtle? No, this is the other one. Yeah, it's a little green sea turtle oh. that came up from Charlotte Harbor about two oh. weeks ago. Um named Egg. Our interns, thank you very much. <laughs> Egg. Egg. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful looking turtle. But. He is, but when we first received him um, the day of the stranding, the woman that brought him up from Charlotte Harbor were like, oh, when's the last time he took a breath? Because there was no eye reflex, no movement. Uh, she's like, oh my gosh, I, I swear he was alive when we brought him here. And uh, got the ultrasound out, had a heartbeat. Next morning, one of our caretakers, Weston Spoon, called me at home and said, oh, I don't think Egg made it through the night. Oh. I came in, and uh, Dr. Whitney and I were checking him. Again, got the ultrasound out, heart strong, heartbeat, and took a big old breath and scared us. Uh, <laughs> 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 Zombie <really> turtle. <laughs> so again, we really feel, uh, we just sent his uh, samples out to have it confirmed whether it was red tide or not. Uh, but he has showed all the symptoms. I think that truly is a zombie turtle. It is a zombie turtle. Yes. But now you'd never know, eating eating like crazy. Mm. Yeah. You need to, it's like you need to tie a bell to that little turtle so Hello. that you don't. Uh, it doesn't sneak don't up put on you. Away from it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad that uh, that egg is, is still viable. <laughs> yes, viable and doing it's well, a, actually. It's a viable egg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're agree? hoping that that animal will come back and. Uh, 
with the red tide results, so we'll know, like, are we dealing with these little microcosm areas of a red tide, even though those numbers are low out That's there? That's so interesting. Or yeah. if we're dealing with some other neurotoxin out there, but. Yeah. Wow. I was just yeah. there, like, our scientists here in one of the other programs here study uh, persistence of those toxins and different things like mollusks and stuff, and they do that for a reason, because they don't go away immediately. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. we'll have to have to have Rich on here at one point talk about that. So we got a turtle named Joyce is the one I want to hear about because tur- Joyce just came in and Joyce just came in like last Friday. Friday, Friday yeah. the twenty seventh. Yeah. Joyce yeah. was named after a dude. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely. Uh, it's a great dude. Um, yeah. It's actually one of the. Um, Venice PD officers, Paul Joyce, um, who works really closely with our stranding girls and um, is getting very proficient on being able to identify these sick animals out there and uh, give us a hand on bringing them in. He's almost an honorary, like, moat <laughs> employee. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. a lot of law enforcement folks are helping us big time, and that's really, really, really cool. So we are grateful. I actually feel like I need to give a shout-out to everybody who helped with Joyce. So we got a report from a, a citizen who, you know, called our um, stranding hotline and gave us uh, coordinates for that turtle's location, and the Venice PD arrived on the scene, and we also worked with the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, um, and so ever and multiple folks in law enforcement were a big help um, with Joyce. So yeah, it was awesome. It was quite the boat parade bringing Joyce in. We had <laughs> all the officers in the boats coming in yeah. to make sure she made it safely to moat. Oh, love that. Yeah. So, and how how's Joyce? Does she have um, similar symptoms to our last loggerhead, or something else? <laughs> uh, she does. She does. So when she was out there, um, she was really swimming erratically, not being able to coordinate her flippers or dive. She was staying in the same area for long periods of time. Um, She could clear and lift her head, um, but once we got our hands on her, you noticed a little head shake. She didn't have really good reactions. Again, overly um, hypersensitive to anyone moving around her. Um, And she also was suffering from, um, well, we like to call it a bubble butt syndrome, where she has air (laughs) and can't get her rear down. Um, So she still has that. Sing that, Joe. So yes, she is. So again, we sent out samples for her as well to just verify if it's a red tide and also a lethargic loggerhead or what's going on with her. She still is not wanting to eat, but she ate recently. She did give us some nice large crab parts, so she was able at some point in the most in the in the past to get some good food. She's not skinny, so she gave you some crab parts out the other end. Does that mean you can can analyze those? We can. Actually, red tide um, is you can identify it through their fecal a lot better than you can through their their blood. So we had a a fecal sample sent out and some blood samples sent out. So we'll see what the red tide levels are. If those crabs, if they happen to be retaining any toxins at all, that's why you're told don't eat the crab guts when there is a red tide. Absolutely. And that's how these animals get that red tide, not only from breathing. They don't have to be in a full bloom. They could get it from the food they eat. And that's nine times out of ten, that's how they get the red tide really so it's not you know coming up taking a breath uh it depends on how severe the red algae bloom or the algae bloom is out there but a lot of these animals are greens are eating the grass which has the toxins in it uh the um loggerheads have such a different reaction because they're eating these crabs which are holding the toxin in it and then until they can get that whatever they've ingested through them so when we see them passing these things we're all excited because then that toxin's coming out of their body 
We're excited about poop for good reason. <laughs> for good reason. What goes in, what's come out. Must yeah. be. And it, it's actually, yeah, so we're just <laughs> supporting this animal with um, yeah. fluid therapy and just um, just making sure that they stay with us. Keep them hydrated and yep. uh, you know, stay to the sun. Mm-hmm. Relax there, bud. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I, I like going on and reading our little patient um, case reports on most website that her team posts because they are excited about little things <laughs> like she ate today, she pooped today. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always a little exclamation point because we're happy that the turtle is doing what turtles do. Absolutely. <laughs> how, how long does it use or roughly what's the average uh, patient will stay in the hospital? Again, it varies from why they came yeah. to us, but um, I would say within two to three months, so, they're in and out. Yeah. yeah, so it's no short time. It's no short visit. Nope. You get to you get to know these animals, and you know the red tide animals. We can turn around. They can turn around pretty quickly. Um, our coal stuns as well, but then they are, there's always these secondary infections. You know, the hospital's not a fun place to be. Just like with people, there's lots of other things they can be exposed to while they're here. So, and it's and it's twenty four seven care as well absolutely because a lot of these animals for instance these last two that we were just talking about had to be dry docked overnight so somebody had to check on them make sure they were breathing you know keeping them wet so it's it's around the clock care is there any chance of uh these turtles now that they're close to humans is there any possible chance that they could get the coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) you know i've been reading in the news that um not even our pets can get it uh, there was a case. I think I heard a cat got the coronavirus. Yeah. But no, I think I think we're I think we're okay. But we the get but we got it. But mammals. we got it from we, we did from animals. We did. A zoonotic the, diseases can happen, but uh, we're pretty pets. certain That's we're crazy. mammals or reptiles. I think we're. Yeah. I think we're okay. well, yeah, I think we got it from other mammals. mammals. Other the mammals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the latest. Yeah, yeah I think we're okay. Okay. Yeah, but the the work goes on, which is always the. The amazing part is that they keep doing like they have to keep doing their jobs, which is the amazing part to me is that they don't. They, There's no rest. It's a stressful time, but these guys have to keep going. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have other patients besides the ones we just talked about? Do you have anybody else in the hospital right now, or is it is it okay? Ooh, who's that cool guy upstairs? Cool. Oh yes, we have a beautiful adult male loggerhead upstairs, Finley Joe. Finley Joe. Finley Joe. Finley Joe. <laughs> Finley Joe. Not only a cool name, a really cool turtle. Um, we usually don't see these adult male loggerheads. There's not a whole lot known about them. Uh, they only are on the beach when they're first born. They hatch out and they don't come they're back. Gone. They are gone. So um, he was suffering from lethargic loggerhead again. We base that off of his um, CBC and what his white cells are doing. He had a lot of eosinophils. He was floating. What are those? Uh, it's a type of white blood cell, and we see them oh. get... Um, Sorry, me, th- Joe. That's okay. That's okay. You know, I first... You're going to laugh at me. I first learned the term eosinophil from a cartoon called Cells at Work. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that yes, show? Have. <laughs> it's cool. Isn't it funny? It is. You guys are nerds. <laughs> it's the nerdiest anime show in the world, but it's fun. Okay. Yeah, but that a lot of times when they're... Um, eosinophils can rise for many reasons but with parasitic infections we see that go on the rise and this is an older uh, male and adult and they were really high high levels in him and so we're very suspicious that he was a lethargic loggerhead also recovering from a huge huge boat injury he has yes on his back so we got him in he had been hit probably months ago, um, but and done most of his healing. Again, these animals are amazing. They've been around. They're for, warriors. Oh, right? goodness gracious. They've been around for millions of years, and they are. I wish we could 
do what heal like they heal. Right, take the damage they they Absolutely. do. Absolutely, but know, he's got back. a significant damage to his top shell, his carapace, and so um, we had to um, actually it's like a whole plate missing almost. from his yep over his lung area yeah. on his back. So we're waiting for that to heal. So in the meantime, we're letting him stretch his flippers up in our dolphin and whale pool. So he has a lot of deep water and. He's just chillax. We go He's out. So relaxed. <laughs> we go out there and just zen with him. So. <laughs> Meditate by the turtle pool. Absolutely. Yeah. So is it, when that, uh, if you're missing like part of your uh, carapace, your mm-hmm. upper shell, like is that going to grow back in always, or are there cases when it doesn't grow back? Well, in? it will. Um, it will calcify over. We don't know to what extent that hole will close. So we're giving him the best chance, you know, with good clean water, good yeah. food, giving him some tincture of time. We're, we're, we're hoping that closes over enough that we can put him back out there safely, um, especially cool. where it's located. I mean, he's got no protection. That's vulnerable, yeah. It is. That's so, allowed. yeah, so it's like what your fingernails uh, are made of, the keratin in your fingernails. So it will, but it's going to take it's going to take a little time. Yeah. I like that phrase, tincture of time. That's a good one. <laughs> he's so cool to just hang with anyway, so I don't want him to leave. Yeah. You don't want him to leave, but no. we always want them to go home. I know, but Finley Joe. And he's, Finley he's Joe. A cool, he's a cool dude. Thank God he's very chillax. He, he, he sounds like a, uh, a brand of uh, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Sit back, oh. relax. A Have cool a Finley Joe. Finley Joe. Yeah, no, our, our brand of beer is Leatherback Lager is all I'm saying from Darwin. So okay, if, you, if you really need a moat-related beer, I'm just saying, go get that. So... As we get ready to um, start to wrap this up, I wanted to ask you what kind of cases you've treated like in the past year. Other than, we talked about lethargic loggerhead, we talked about a boat strike. Has there been any other different kinds of cases um, that have been like prominent this year? Uh, we did get our typical um, group of turtles from New England from their uh. cold stunning event, and we ha- got a really Interesting case, I think. It's um, typically these uh, turtles that come down are greens or Kemp's Ridleys, um, you know, that were up there for exposure reasons. Yeah. They didn't leave. Um, but we got the opportunity to take a Kemp's Ridley that had giant tumors and they oh. were identified as fibropapilloma tumors. Which oh. I don't, haven't seen on that many Kemp's Ridleys. Right. In the whole time I've been here, which is almost 19 years, we've only had two Kemp's Ridley that have had fibropapilloma tumors. Wow. So that's greens. unique in itself. Because usually you see them on greens. On greens. Yeah. 90% of our patients that have these giant tumors are green sea turtles. And with a, and if I remember this right, when you have a green with like at least external fibropapillomas, you can help, you can do surgeries, you can Correct. try to get those off of the turtle so that in th- in, you know, if they recover, okay, they can be released. Correct. So you're, ne- you're not curing the virus, but you're you're curing these tumors. So if they're external, um, you can put them back out there. Yeah. Uh, if there is any internal tumors, unfortunately, we have to euthanize the animals. But this animal, one unique, the species, one of the most endangered sea turtles, yeah, um, found up in New England. Uh, so they uh, were dealing with these hundreds of turtles coming in daily up there, and then they had they were. Uh, presented with this animal had these giant tumors, which I don't usually do. So uh, they're like, "Hey, Mo, we know you do this stuff." Please. Yeah. Well, they ended up doing an emergency surgery up there on this animal, and uh, then waiting till he stabilized and sent him down to us to finish out his care. And she is the coolest turtle. She also suffered from some type of uh, bite. We think it's a shark bite when oh, she was younger. Yeah. Uh, so she's a really cool, chillaxed. Turtle. See? 
I've heard. Is There's it, something is about it, these turtles, man. Is there a truth so, about the? Is there a truth about Kemp's Ridley's tending to be chillax, or is that like, Kemp's Ridley? I love them dearly, but they are very bizarre turtles, and they <laughs> usually ride the sides of our tanks. Oh, uh, <laughs> and are not very um, interactive with their EEDs. They don't like to eat this animal. The minute we put a, oh, um, they're tough. Yeah. Yeah, they, a toy. They're the problem a, children. They the are. Sea turtle world. Okay, but we put her that. environmental enrichment de- device, her toy, in with her, and she loves that thing. She eats anything we give her. She is just calm. She, she thinks she's a green. Yeah. yeah, we just. Hmm. I'm something. telling you, we got a good it's, group of turtles. It's the right influence now. of Finley Joe. <laughs> He's sending out his aura. He's radiating calm. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, so she's just a fun, unique case that. It's outside of our norm. That's that's unusual and strange. I don't want to say that it's exciting because I don't want her to have fibropapilloma tumors. But yeah. that's really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, bizarre. Well, well, and you brought up you've been here like twenty years plus now, right? Yeah. What what is um like one of the most interesting cases of you've your whole history of, of your whole history here? Ooh. Like, oh. what would you say was the most interesting? case you ever oh, had to deal Joe, with. Oh, that's so hard. That's well, so hard. You probably, okay, you don't have to name the most, but one of the most. One of the most, I would say, is when uh, we got seven dwarfs in. So. <laughs> seven turtle dwarfs? No, no. seven oh, dolphins. 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 That's they were right. dolphins. That's they right. were rough-toothed dolphins from a mass stranding that happened on the East Coast. We also had almost all of our veterinary staff and animal care staff off at a conference out of the country. <gasps> oh, no. And it was me and Dr. Tanya Klaus here, and we're also having a hurricane. So we had to evacuate and take these animals in and get our manatees and our our display dolphins to Disney, and it was... And that's where the hurricane went. And that's where the hurricane went. Oh, no. I did not know how complicated that story was. 2005, 2006. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think it was... Yeah. So that was one of the most challenging uh, cases, not only because of the amount of animals we took in, but the challenges. Well, that was a huge mass stranding as well, wasn't oh my it? Goodness. We only got seven of them. We got of, eight, one passed eight. right, right. Yeah, the very first night, and so we ended up going with the seven dwarfs. The seven dwarfs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that was, it was interesting trying to uh, process that many animals all at once, and then given the environmental constraints we were given as well, and it, it was memorable. Did you sleep at all? I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was in the cards for that, oh that season of life. No, that was, that was a rough yeah. one, I remember. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that just having to treat turtles now, mm-hmm. a relatively normal number of turtles under, a, yes, a stressful situation with the coronavirus, but it's probably nothing compared to the seven dwarfs. <laughs> yeah, these animals are manageable. And, you know, not Finley Joe and probably not Joyce, but the other turtles, if we had to, I can bring them home and they can spend the night. Oh. Oh. But I, I <laughs> know one that so you much. couldn't that we had here. Remember when we had that giant leather back here? Oh, yeah, that one I couldn't fit you in the back of my car. Right no, he was a car. she was a car. Yeah, yeah she, <laughs> she, was that, she was a VW bu- you she know, was. bug. Yeah. She was. That was she a was. giant turtle. Aww. But turtles are a little bit more manageable. We can do it with the staff we have. We don't need volunteers like we do with the dolphins. And whales. And whales. Oh, my goodness. We can't do that without our fierce volunteers. We're trying to, right now, trying to protect our volunteers and and give them the option to stay stay at home. Stay at home. Yeah. We are still responding, though, to these dolphins and whales that are still 
coming to the shore. So we're, we're still here for them. We're just not going to be taking them in, in right at the moment. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But we're still, if they hit the beach, we're still there for them and um, watching out over them. You guys Mo, are watching we're here for you. <laughs> Right. Reptiles and mammals. Reptiles. Reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. So we know that most people probably aren't at the beach because beaches are closed around here. But they if, shouldn't be. If you're live, yeah, don't you be delinquent going on the beach right now. But if you live on the coast and you see an animal in distress, you know who to call. It's most. Stra- I mean. <laughs> <laughs> most stranding investigations program nine four one nine eight eight zero two one two. Good job. Yeah. 24 hours a day. And if you're outside our area of Sarasota, Manatee counties, then you call the FWC's Wildlife Alert Hotline, which you can Wait, look that up. What is it? Look it up. I'm, I'm going to mess it up. Okay. No, no, no. I'm gonna don't mess, mess it up. It up. I don't, I don't want to make the FWC mad at me. I'm going to send you to find it yourself. But um, yes, you can still report these animals because the trained responders are on duty. Do you have to, Lynn, and before we wrap up, do you have to take any special measures to protect yourself? Do you have to do shifts or anything to? Well, we have our staff split into two shifts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have an A and B team. So we're trying to, you know, be If somebody comes down with something, mm-hmm. you have a whole team that's been isolated from that team. Basically, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice summary, Joe. Hey, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. But I got to say, right now with the aquarium closed, of course, you know, we don't have the revenue from the aquarium for a while. And your no. memberships and your donations really matter to teams like Lynn's and multiple teams at this place. That I know everybody's hurting, but these guys yeah. are hurting even worse. These guys don't get to take a break. Um, they don't get to stop what they're doing. So, you know, if you have the means and, you know, you want to help somebody out during this time, um, just help us out. Go to our website and give a donation or, you know, get get a membership. We're extending the memberships. Um, if you have one already, it's going to be extended to reflect the length of the aquarium closure. So, we want to make sure that, you know, we honor our commitments to you guys and we thank you for anything you can do at all. It's a big help. And if anything, just enjoy hearing my pleasant voice <laughs> That's talking right. to you like this. Doesn't Joe's voice just make so you feel relaxed? <laughs> I'm kind of like Finley Joe. <laughs> Did you spend some time with Joe and Finley Joe? Yes. yes. The Joe and Finley Joe show. Are you going to replace Uh-oh. me with oh, Finley I Joe? Got out. Finally, I got out. Okay. <laughs> Joe's going to replace me as his co <clears throat> Okay, and on that last little uh, comment there, uh, we'll be signing off. So, for 2C fans at home, Hales. For maybe for the last time before I'm replaced, right? <laughs> we'll- Finley Joe. <laughs> Be safe out there. Yeah, we'll see you again uh, very soon for another episode of 2C Fans at Moat. Bye. Bye.